Alright y'all, this is episode 6, nope, I lied, episode 7 of the Audacity Podcast with Mike motherfucking game. It's been a long time, uh, my last episode came out March 4th, it's now uh, June 13th, but we had to suspend operations because of COVID, you know what I mean, niggas was out here wilding the fuck out, thinking they was gonna die and shit, not me, I got tested negative, just like that HIV and swag, I'm also swag negative, um, but it's alright though, um, it was hard to get guests for a little bit, and I decided that um, I got enough feedback on the episode I did by myself when I talked about this alcoholism game, that we decided that we was going to do another solo episode while um, my guests get worked out. Um, I got uh, when Money agreed to do an episode, when uh, Chris Barnett agreed to do an episode, and my dad, um, Pops, or Solomon, um, or as I call him, Solomon Game, he hates that. Um, he doesn't like being a part of the game family, but... Hey, nigga, it is what it is. So we're going to have that coming along. But we're going to talk about this. Oh, and excuse the music in the background. It's just me at home by myself. Um, I need some inspirational music. And if y'all know me, y'all know I love gospel. You know, this is really... Nah, I don't listen to no goddamn gospel. I got Hove in the background, my nigga. Hove. Um, all Hove all the time. I got this playlist on my Spotify that has every song Hove did, um, features included. We don't know what's going to come on, but we're going to talk about um, the year 2013. Um, at that point in my life, it was the worst year I in time of my life. And then God was like, hey, bro, wait till 2017. It gets worse. Um, so I, it's fitting. I got me a, a cup of Sprite with CBD uh, syrup in it. Um, that's my new jam. And it's only fitting because in 2013 I got really into the promethazine. Uh, I was a I was a mud mixer, heavy. Like that shit was not pink. That shit was dark purple. I was just pretty much chugging it. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and talk about that year because it was not the best. Um, if I have to recall, um, I've, I had always been a heavy drinker and enjoyed life that way but uh 2017 uh 2013 proved to be the year that um the switch got flipped um up until that point y'all would know me for drinking y'all also know me to stop drinking when i needed to or days and shit like that but that's when it became sun up to sundown so we're gonna go ahead and start with january i'm gonna try to do this month by month um as best as i can um again um, I began doing drugs this year, so some some of it's gonna be you know, ah, spotty. Um, but I started the year hot. Um, I'm still at T-Mobile selling cell phones. Um, I was newly engaged to um, a woman by the name of Angela. Um, she was this bartender that I met while I worked at Rock Island. And while I was there, before I started working there, um, the first time I met her, I told her I was gonna marry the fuck out of her. I told her that I was like, I'm gonna marry the fuck out of you. And I kept saying that, and it was like a little joke. And then we went out. Well, no, she, I was actually <laughs> the first first time we got together, I was actually on a date with somebody else. And I blew her off because Angela was like, You should come hang out. Then we smashed. And then we kind of became a thing since then. So I was newly engaged in January. Um, spent like 5000 on engagement rings. I had money like that. I don't have money like that now, nor would I see it again. 
But during that time, I was a top salesman at T-Mobile in about six markets. And also had um, a new Army uh, bonus check, so I re-enlisted in 2012. So I had a lot of money to throw around at dumb shit. Um, so we started January, all right. I'm going into February, same deal. Um, got it with Josh Fernandez. Um, we shot the Foolish Games video. Um, the album that that song was on was three years old, but I really love that song, and I still love that song. It's probably one of my favorite songs, it really, that I've ever done. It really captures the email rap god that I call myself, because um, it really encapsulates all the sadness and relationship raps that I would always do. Um, it's, it's a perfect song. It really is. So we started, we did the video that... Um, sh- Carla Ayala, who is now, um, I guess, the morning show. I don't know what she does over there. I know she on that morning show with Crash. Crash, that was old school. Uh, with Hitman. Um, she does a lot of stuff over there at 93.5. Um, she played my love interest in the video, the girl that breaks my heart. And the ex-fiance, Angela, just had to be in the video. So every time I watch it. Um, I'm reminded of her And it's Cause she's in it Being trapped Well she's alright in the video But it just Takes me back to this trash bitch And then February And all that Is going along Valentine's Day She got me a flask This is all gonna be important later on Um And then March hit Um She has started going to school And um I I don't want to say I'm a controlling, overbearing person. I don't want to say shit like that. But I was for a long time one of those guys that didn't really like his woman to have a life outside of him because they would get new interests and meet new people outside of me. And then I would, my insecurities and self doubt about myself would come into play. And that I'd start fearing that, oh, she's going to meet some dude at college. And what am I doing? I'm over here. Defending freedom and selling cell phones. I'm a filthy fucking drunk. I mean, I can't compete with no smart nigga at school. Not everybody who goes to college is smart. Uh, Chris Marsh is a fucking idiot, and she went to WSU for like eight years. Uh, my sister went to Pratt for like five. And it's important that I let you know that Pratt is a two-year college. But that's neither here nor there. So she was going to school and working a lot on our time together was starting to wane um i came over one day and um i thought she wasn't she wasn't responding to any of my texts or any of that shit so i come over um i still don't know what's going on but there was two cars there one of them hers obviously and another one not hers um and the way the house was set up because she was living with her parents the way the house was set up the stairs going up the hallway leading that separate that with the stairs going up to the living room there's like glass on the whole that whole side of the house is glass. So I see her running out the bathroom uh, naked. And somebody, and then somebody in her bedroom looks at me and closes the door. And I don't hear shit from her. Um, and in all my geniusness, I decide that I am going to end my life. So I get into my 2000 uh, Ford Expedition that I bought mm, four or five months beforehand. And I was like, yo, I'm going to kill myself. And, you know, I've always heard about driving your car into a telephone pole and all of that. So, um, I go, I, there's a telephone pole right side, there's a, a telephone pole right side of the house. And I was like, I'm going to gun it. So I go, I, I'm fucking hitting, hitting the gas. I, I'm going 80. The 
think that's gonna be enough to take take me out. However, that was a wooden telephone pole, and that's a Ford Expedition, so the pole just came down. Um, I had a big old, old fu- uh, in my bumper, you can see it right in the center. I was walking around with a bumper with a V, a tire went flat. Um, certain, uh, did not get hurt at all. Um, my airbags didn't even hit. Um, and then she begins to text me, and you know, I'm really into that sad guy bag that, oh, I, don't, I can't live without you. I, I'm going to end my life if I don't have you. I was like really into that bag. Um, so I drove off thinking the cops can come get me. Your boys <laughs> didn't have a license. Um, that's going to become important later on, too. Um, I didn't have a driver's license or nothing. Um, so I go um, park it um, in front of the liquor store over on 25th and Hillside. Um, and then, you know, I'm overwhelmed, so I just go in, I just buy, uh, a fifth of SoCo, and I start chugging it. Um, and then break a Joe Budden CD and slip my wrist with it. Um, then the cops came, because somebody called the cops. Um, and I kind of figured something like that would happen, so I tossed the keys into, like, the, the back cargo area of it, and, um, and I go and just lay in the back seat. Um, the cops get there. Um, they say I was drunk driving. I was like, you can't even prove I drove. Um, it was it was going back and forth with that. Um, I mentioned that my friend was driving and he left the scene because um, he had warrants. Um, that friend was Yoli. Um, and I said Yoli. Um, I didn't say his government name or anything like that. Um, that was the first name I thought of. Sorry, Yoli. Um, anyways, the cops go back and forth about whether or not they're going to charge me with a DUI. Um, they end up deciding not to um, because I wasn't driving. I, I mean, I wasn't drinking at the time. I wrecked my car, then I started drinking. Um, but they just decided that it's going to be one of those things that might be, might be hard in court if I decided to go. Um, but I was in my kill myself back. So I went to Good Shepherd. I think that was the second time I've second or third time I went. Um, I get out, go back to the car, to the prize of no one, all my shit got stolen out of it. Except for my army gear in the back. I guess niggas in the hood just wanted that stereo system in them CDs. Um so T Mobile um gave me like a week and some change off to deal with it. Um, but by then I started drinking all day, every day. Um, previously working at T-Mobile, I would drink in the parking lot and it was a well-known secret. Um, the, they didn't own the parking lot. Um, so unless somebody saw me drinking in the parking lot, they kind of just turned their blind eye. Um, but I was getting rides, uh, I was still living with my mom at the time. I was getting rides to work, uh, from my boy, Andrew. Um, he's doing big things now. Fucking loser. Um, and, uh, just natural progression. I didn't have a parking lot to drink in, so I drank in the back room. Somebody caught me, and it became a big deal. So I get suspended for a week, and I'm, HR calls me. And I'm going back and forth with them, really dying on the sly. Um, I just said I had the bottle on me, um, but I didn't drink anything. And then everybody's like, they said they smelled alcohol on my breath. 
And then me, and I had already been drinking that day. So me and my logic is, uh, do you guys even know what Southern Comfort smells like? Or do you just say it smells like alcohol? Because you saw an alcohol bottle. And that went on for another week. And then my manager, Melody, called me and just crying. I was like, what happened? Somebody died? She was like, I got to let you go, Mike. And she was really upset and crying because me and Melody had developed a relationship. Um, that probably be one of the first relationships that got killed because of my alcoholism. Um, but she cried and cried and she said that I can come up and get my stuff. Um, I was like, nah, just throw it away. Um, and that was that. Um, I just started drinking profusely every day after that. Um, I still had enough army bonus money and enough, uh, and enough uh, T-Mobile money sitting that I didn't, all I could I could afford to drink how I want to, not worry about it. Um, and doing that around that t- around the end of March, beginning of April, I started uh, talking to my ex girlfriend from high school, Natasha. Um, anybody that has been re- good friends with me for a long, long time, uh, Cortez knows Natasha quite well. Um, I guess you could call her my first love in high school. Um, that bitch was more trouble than she was everywhere. Um, got my locker search, all types of shit, because their grandparents were racist. Um, but I started hanging out with her just because, even as a Philly drug, my life was going way better than hers. I wasn't poor. Um, but anyways, I started hanging out with her and shit. Um, she was still all depressed because her husband died, whatever. Um, and then we started fucking and shit, but I was always drunk, um... And then I was buying her weed and shit from my connect because I was over there. And then I decided I was going to start smoking weed. And that bitch was smoking Reggie. And I was like, I can't even do Reggie. Do you know who I am? I'm Mike Game. I don't do nothing. I don't do nothing that poor people do. Um, so, you know, I was copping from a man's getting that strong. And then around that time, she started hanging out. Uh, her, uh, Some of her other friends were hanging out. Um... And then we all smoking weed from a bowl. And again, if y'all know me at all, y'all know I don't really smoke weed. I don't really know the mechanics of it. Um, I roll with black folks and everybody smokes blunts. Um, they wasn't smoking blunts. They were smoking out of a bowl, which I, up until that point, never seen. So, then and done, we smoking. And I'm like, a, I'm on my second liter of SoCal at that point. Mad Xanax, uh, the 2.5, the little blue football, as we call them. Um, and then, you know, another one comes around, and that shit kind of looks like it, um, and, but I go to light it from the top, and they's like, nah, Mike, from the bottom, shit had a little pinhole at the top, in 2020, you can't fool me with that shit, but back in 2013, if y'all knew me and drugs at the time, you know that it's, I could, you could, yeah, I'm fucked, um, so, uh, it came around, I, I hit it, take a deep inhale like the weed. I was like, motherfucker, this does not taste like weed. And then the white dude, how he's like, oh, that's meth. I was like, no, he said, that's ice. And I was like, ice? As in methamphetamines? And he was like, yeah. Socked him dead in the eye. Because you just don't spring that on the nigga. You know what I mean? That's just not nice. And I don't know if he knew he was wrong or anything, but we didn't even get no tussle. Um... At all, or maybe he's just one of those white dudes that are just definitely afraid of black people. Um, because later on that night, um, 
I had a bunch of Xanax um, in a cigarette pack um, along with my cigarettes. Some shits came up missing and then nobody knew what it was. And then Howie's girlfriend had them shits in her purse. And you know what? I'm, I've been open and honest about my life. I, I'm not proud of anything. Um, it's just a part of my life. But um, I saw that she had them in her purse. I went to go grab them. She grabbed my arm. I punched her. You know what I mean? That's just how I was living at that time. And, uh, yeah, it was awful. Um, but nobody kicked me out. Nothing happened. Um, the next day, I guess Natasha had to go somewhere. I wake up, and her fucking kid is there. And I was like, why is there a kid here? And there's nobody there with me but this toddler. And I call her. I'm like, where are you? Oh, I had to go to the store. Dun, dun, dun. Can you watch my kid? I'm like, it's a little bit too late for that now. So... I was watching a kid. That diaper needed to be changed. It's like a little girl. No pedo over here. Um, called Krista. And it come change this kid's diaper. And then she was like, she really left you here? I was like, yeah, she don't know me at all. She was like, I don't want to say she's a bad parent. Nah, 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 nah. I told Krista. I was like, nah, I will. I can. I will. And I did. Um, so a couple more days over there. I'm begging my mom to do something and begging my sister to come pick me up. And then my sister finally gave it in. And she can't pick me up, yelling at me the whole way back to my mom's house. Got to my mom's house. I only hit that meth that one time. I didn't. It was an accidental deep in hell. I wasn't sitting there hitting that pipe all night, nothing. I fucking sat in that hot ass room at my mom's house, and that shit straight up smelled like meth for three fucking days. It was awful. Um, well, I got. Um, I'm a positive story because I mentioned the Xanax. Um, sometime before that. My mom noticed that my insomnia was real bad and I wasn't sleeping at all. I was up three, four days. No stimulants at the time. I was just drinking. My mom put some pills and told me that this would help me. And that's how I got heavy into the pill game. Um, so, yeah. Um, around this time, uh, some of the people that are still in my life notice a disconnect. Um, people like uh, Samuel David and um, other of my rap friends, um, even Cortez um, and Yoli to a lesser extent, noticed me pulling away. I stopped talking to everybody because I, I fucking was in a depressed state all because of Angela, all because of that. And I let a woman destroy, I let the way I felt about a woman destroy my life. And I said, never again. And then it happened again. Um, but <laughs> but before we get there. Um, and then, you know, and then the summertime, I've, uh, I'm just out of it. I'm having the worst. I'm just having a hard fucking time dealing with anything at all. Um, anybody that know me, um, Andrell, um, uh, Kelly, even though we don't really speak anymore. Um, it was a Larage saw me during that time. It was a rough fucking time for me. Um, and got to the point, I couldn't leave my house without being drunk or Xanax or being in the way to be on my way to get something. Um, my anxiety was so that high. Um, that's when I first started noticing that if I didn't have booze in me, I'd have the shakes. Um, but I often ignored it because the way that I would. I didn't get into that hell that I had in 2017. If I woke up, I had booze readily available, or it, I, it wasn't it wasn't next to no time before I got it. Um, and then around mid-May, I decided, hey, I know what would help me get my life together and stop drinking. 
gonna go get a job. Um, so my boy from high school, Earl, got me a job um, at his AT&T store. Um, that, that's going to come into play later on in my life. 2013, 2017 are very similar. Um, so I got the job out there in June. And, you know, I'm just working, selling phones and all that. Not really living my best life at all. I'm still drinking profusely, like pretty, pretty goddamn bad. Um, well, I was able to turn it off for work, um, but it was um, a constant staring at the clock to get off. Um, by that time, I was um, I was taking Xanax and perks and all that shit um, just to curb my drinking. So I'd wake up, um, I'd wake up, take about take. A perk and a 2.5 of the Xanax. Um, and then I'd be kind of high, but not like non-functioning. Um, go to work, come home, do the same thing. Um, it was around that time, I noticed that my mom had a prescription that she rarely used. Um, my mom's doctor was kind of a scumbag. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely um, a contributor to the opiate crisis for sure. But he, she somehow conned him and to get, she would get 16 ounces of promethazine with coating uh, cough syrup every 10 days. And it would cost her with her, insh- with her Medicaid and all. She had only cost her $13. Now, this is 2013 before it became scarce, but $13 for a pint, <laughs> you wasn't seeing that nowhere, dog. Um, so I called my mom, I called my mom and said like, yo, I'll just keep refilling it for me and it's going to be for me. Um, and then my mom just not knowing how any of this works, she didn't even like the taste of it. Like when she'd have to take it, she'd get the little measuring cup and do that. Like it was some night questions. Like I hate the taste and she would have seen me pouring in a Sprite having a good goddamn time. Um, and it's around that time that pills, alcohol and lean was like what I did. Um, towards the end of 2012, I upgraded my music equipment because I was going to get back into it. But everything I recorded or tried to record in 2013 was just fucking sad. And my work, I was never coherent enough to get a verse out. Um, I think I did one song um, called Splatter. Um, and it was about Angela. And it was just, I mean, the bars were sick. like. But it was around the time I lost my voice from drinking. And so I sound like this a lot. Not even that. I can't even mimic it. Um, the bars are hot, but it's like one of the most hateful and sad and present songs. It doesn't. I I don't even have it anymore. I don't even know where you would find it. Um, and then that summer, uh, me and my boy Prama, um, he had his kids over. Uh, he was. We were spending a lot of times with the kids, and uh, Tyler ended up getting a job with me at AT and T as well. Um, and my mom would watch the kids in summer and you know um i've shared before about my mom and her drug addiction and the only real time you can get it to turn off is wish she had to do something uh, so you know it was a weird change in roles a uh, weird world reversal because i'm over here i can't function unless i'm drunk or i'm high and she's sober because she has to watch uh, she has to watch promise kids while we at work um, and then she did that and we did that um, you know the summer went me and Prama got ourselves into a couple of fights to different places <laughs> a bunch of wild shit um, 
And then October was my birthday, October 1st. Um, my store manager at the time um, wanted me to come in. And I, A, was my day off. I was like, it's my day off. I'm already off. Um, I'm drinking. Um, I can't come in. You need to come in or you're fired. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And she was like, try me. I was like, all right. So I get up there. And by that point, um, I've already been drinking lean and SoCo and popping Xanax all day. So I'm in and out before I even get there. So I don't even, I drove there. I don't even know how I made it, but I drive a clock in and I'm showing off, uh, what is it? Cause the five, I think it was the five S yeah, the five S and the five C, I think they came out around the same time, but I'm showing off the five S and I fall asleep. While I'm talking to a customer Um They sent me home And they fired me And I fought it And then um By the time They made their decision To Bring me back It was November And um My mom had died by then Um I had Um I shared it before Um November 3rd I came home from Good Shepherd, I stopped at Harry Street Liquor, um, and then found my mom dead. About two days later, they offered me my job back. I said I'm not coming back. Um, by then, um, I was starting to run out of the Army bonus bonus money, but I filed for unemployment. And since I was at T-Mobile for two years and all that, I never filed employment on that. So I was maxed out on unemployment well into the next year. Um, and as you know, the rest is the way it is. Moved in with my sister. Um, slept on her couch. It was fucking awful, but she was really trying to help me out. And I wasn't doing shit but drinking and being awful. Um, and that's when me and LaRage started our 6 a.m. drinking because he was still working over at the boys' ranch. And he'd work that third shift and get off at three and then come over and then we'd just be drinking. Cause he's off work. Damn me, I ain't been asleep. Um, and then eventually I get sad and you know decided to, you know what? I might want to fuck somebody. Um, I had fucked Dirty Michelle at this point, uh, but we don't. We ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, we will. Um, for just a minute before we get into that. the woman who's caused me the most grief in my life. Um. Me and Michelle was talking. Um, she's got me arrested before and shit like that, but I don't learn. Um, if my mom was alive, she would tell me I need to leave these white hoes alone, but you're a white hoe, mom, chill. Well, you're not a hoe, but you a white person, mom. Calm the fuck down. Uh, but she was just texting me and messaging me, and you know, we started talking again. Um, and then she was like, Telling me she was really into SM, and I'm like, cool. Um, you know, not really a black guy thing, but all right. And then she asked me that she wanted to, I guess they got doms and subs, and she wanted to be my sub, and I'm the dom. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how any of this shit works. It is hard to kick some BDSM ship off when you live on your sister's couch, but. Um, we tried it, and then I got hella uncomfortable, um, and just stopped talking to her. Um, 
I was like, I don't know how to go from here. I don't know where we go from here. Um, in the past, I've double fisted you, and this is some next level shit. Um, anyways, that ends. I'm still at my sister's house. I don't know if I'm paying her money or anything that resembles money, but I know that I'm drinking a lot. Um, her husband, her now husband, tones this home off fresh, fresh uh, out of prison on parole. Everything I do makes him nervous. Um, but they deal with it. Um, then December, I met this girl on Facebook. And in no time, because I was still a user and manipulator, in no time I had her doing whatever I wanted her to do for me. Um, she had just moved back uh, from Georgia. She was living with her dad um, and stepmom with her daughter. Uh, she had a little bit of money on some card um, and she came over and I may have told her if she wanted to hang out with me we're going to be drinking and I told her that I like Soko and I like Jaeger she came through with a fifth of each with the flu uh, I, I don't know what her deal was I definitely would never come fuck me with the flu but that's just me and we and you know came over and she had sex with me that first night in the bed in my sister's bathroom and then me and her started a thing that woman would be carrie and uh a couple months later and while we were high on cocaine uh we decided that we no longer needed that condom and she ended up pregnant with my first and only child ad samantha gooseby or ad game And that's, and from that October, <laughs> from that October of me getting fired from uh, AT&T, I did not have a job until the following May. Um, just, and then, you know, 2014, things got real good for you, boy. It got a lot better. With the, um, within two months, I went from within two months. I went from sleeping on Gabe's floor to getting me and her um, a place for our, our soon to be family, um, with little little support from her. The drinking stopped. The only thing I really spent money on at that point was whatever food I was going to eat and cigarettes, because you know I'm cigaretted up for the life. Um, and then you know the story just goes on from there. Um. But 2013, like I said, up until then was the worst, worst time of my life. Um, spent a lot of time jobless um, on all the substances, which is, you know, some of my friends, some of my shittier friends. I mean, they're still my friends, but they're shittier. Um, boy, were they happy to see a fucking non-judgmental, boozed up, pill popping mic. I s- Cause I was always judging them for that shit. I was like, "Oh, nigga, you do drugs, you trash." And now look, <laughs> I was out there doing the most. Um, but yeah, man, it it was a rough year for me, man. And I I really wish that I handled a lot of things differently. But that's how my life goes. Um. 
I have a lot. I I had a lot of regrets, um, and I let the regret fuel all my depression. Um, definitely let it fuel my alcoholism. Um, but like you know, going into like I said, 2013, 2017 is similar, um, because the apartments I found my mom, I was living with my mom at the Elms. It's where I moved at at the end of 2016. Um, and it was, and then I worked at AT and T again, living in those same apartments. Got fired from AT and T for being drunk again in those apartments. Um, but 2017, I was just balls to the wall, dog. I was gonna. Not only was we, um, we wasn't drinking lean anymore because that shit got too expensive, and I didn't have that plug. But we were drinking profusely, popping pills. Cocaine was in the mix. Um, it was a, it was a rough time. Um, that's when my, uh, you know, me and her tried to make it work again. Um, that year, we it didn't work. Um, and she took my daughter for me, and I still ain't seen my daughter since. Um, at the time, I used that anger. The thing is, the first six months of my daughter being gone, that was solely on me. Um, I was so angry at her mother and hated her so much that I wouldn't even speak to her. The thought of talking to her made me fucking angry. Um, she had reached out, and I was like, no, fuck you. Um, so it made actually seeing my daughter impossible. By the time my life started getting to where I could see my daughter, um, it was in AA, um, about six months sober, it had been about a year since I seen my daughter, and then of course she was like, fuck you, nigga, which was fair, um, but now at two and a half years sober, it just fucking hurts, my daughter's five, and I gotta live with the fact that, you know, some other man is raising my daughter, does it fucking suck, yeah. But I'm doing what I can, you know. I'm, I got a good job. I'm sus- I'm been substance free for two and a half years. You know, I try to live right. I try to make the best, the right decisions. Um, last time we were doing this podcast, I was down at my Oxford house. Now I'm living with my fiance Emily, with her son, um, who calls me dad, and I feel guilty more than I should. But I also know that even sh- I shouldn't even feel guilty. Me and, him, me and him got matching shoes with the family, and me and Aiden should have matching shoes. Me and him are over here playing video games. Me and Aiden should be playing video games. So I can't help but hate myself just a little. But I know that at this point, it's not on me. I've done everything I can. I gotta, I gotta put it in the hands of the law at this point. Her mom don't want to play fucking ball. We. Alright, bitch, you got two kids going away from the state. We can play this game. What's good? I ain't the Mike that you knew. I wasn't I'm not the fucking jobless Mike with no money that you left in 2017, bitch. I am fucking paid. I'm sorry, that got loud. But bitch, I'm paid. Fuck with your boy. This credit score is in the six hundreds now. What's up? What's holler at your boy? What's good? You wanna go to court? We can go to court. You want some child support? I got that. What's holler at your boy, broke bitch? I probably shouldn't be saying like this. It's not going to help my case at all. <sighs> but, you know, I mean, what I say on record is what I say on record. I ain't really going to. I ain't breaking no laws. I, I ain't broke a law in years. You should not be able to say that, guys. It feels good. But, you know, at this point, I'm just rambling. Y'all don't want to hear me. Um, Got the Jay-Z in the background. Hope you enjoy this. Um, 
I've been working from home and I've been opening up the slide door so the cats can hear outside noises and it, they really enjoy that. Um, yeah, I'm a cat guy now. I'm a cat dad, official. Um, hate myself for it, but I've hated myself for a lot less. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys. If you, uh, I mean, it's been some months and I know consistency is key. Um, so I hope that you're still following me and all this. And if not, if this is your first introduction to me, good. Um, so I want to let you guys know that I do everything I can to do right. Um, in AA, one of our keys are always to do the next right thing. Um, in 2020, the way I live my life now, I try to live an honest life. Um, I try not to hurt people. I try not to wrong people. And if I'm wrong, I will promptly admit it. And that's just how I live my life now. Um, 2000, 2013 and all that shenanigans and all that bullshit. Was it whack? Yes. Did I Do I hate it looking back? Yeah. But, you know, it's part of the journey. It's part of this path. I can't be the good person I am today. I can't be without all of that failure, all of that sadness, and all of that grief. And I, and I got to let you folks know that, that there is the other side to this. I mean, I tried to kill myself like four times in, since that year. And I didn't get to die yet. Um, the joke I've been making lately is when uh, 2018, when the cops found me on that bridge, I was like, man, of all the times to not kill the unarmed black man, y'all pick this one. Saving my goddamn life, fucking cops. But hey, it's worth it. Like life is worth it. If you're going through, if you're going through problems, man, we all got them. If you're depressed, man, go talk to somebody. If you need, see if you you might need medication. Um, cause in order for me to function and and not be miserable, not be in the spaces I used to be, not only do I need AA, not only do I need to be sober, I also need my antidepressants. I still need that. But you know, as a black man, I feel like you know we got if to my fellow as a, let me let me rewind to my fellow black men. If you're listening, the whole world's against us. You know, I mean, the cops is out here hard, and you know these these politicians they ain't making it easy. They ain't helping. Um, so I need you to do yourself a favor and don't be at war with yourself, man. Like, real talk, don't be at war with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, it, we need you. We need you. So, we need you to get better. We need you to be healthy. So, if that means getting in the therapist, if that means getting on some medication, if that means sobering up, if that means putting the weed or the bottle or the pills, any of that down, we need you to do that. Because we need you. Them kids need you. The people in your life need you. It gets better. We just have to stick with it. That's all we have to do. It sounds cliche. That AA slogan, one day at a time. That's all we have, though. All we have is today. Tomorrow's another day. It's up to us what happens that day. So, if you're listening still, I love y'all. Um, the podcast is going to resume. I'm going to... To see who agrees to do it first next um, I can't tell you the next guest But I do appreciate y'all I love you Emily You probably won't ever listen to this But if you do I love you um, That's my fiance y'all We getting married sometime next year July I can't remember 
But it's next summer when her kids are there because it's important for me to have three years old before I do anything like that. Um, it's going to be lit. Um, I'm going to have my alcoholic friends and my sober friends there in an open bar and just see what fucking happens. Might throw a crap pipe in the mix. I don't know. But we're going to have fun. And my Paul Bear, is it her son, Sim? No. 